0: You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. So joining me today, I have a special guest. His name is Brian Mojica. He is a nurse turned entrepreneur, and he has been so helpful in his nursing role, um, pivoting, if I will say, from Bedside to boardroom with the invention and creation of a special product. But I'm going to bring Brian on and allow him to share more about his development, his product, and the things that he does and tell us a little bit more about his journey. Please welcome to the show, Brian. Hello,
1: hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Brian, we are so excited to have you. Um, and I'll be honest, stories like yours really make me excited because it's exciting to be a nurse. But when I hear stories like this, I get re energized. Because we know nursing, as much as we love it, can be daunting at times, you know, doing caring for patients. And we have these creative ideas and things that we want to do, and we have passions pulling us in certain directions. And you have a very special story because you are the chief uh, executive officer and inventor at Cathware. Um, So, can you please tell us a little bit first about your journey in nursing and what your why is as to why you became a nurse?
1: Well, that's a great question. Thank you for having me on this show. Uh, I'm honored, and also I'm just honored to push my story forward with the hopes of inspiring others, uh, whether other nurses, other healthcare workers, to just break any paradigm set, uh, any molds that were set before us, and, and really push ahead and advance healthcare all of us together in stride. For me, uh, before I got my, I earned my four-year nursing degree, I have my degree in radiology as well. And watching patient after patient come in into the operating room uh, with the leg bag and struggling with the use of managing the leg bag and things like that is how I invented calf wear. Um, It was in my first year of nursing school when I started. And for me, it was watching the bag, watching the patient have to struggle with the bag sliding up and down the leg. They can't wear shorts, can't wear a skirt, can't wear a dress. Uh, Patients tend to over tighten the straps as well. Uh, around their thigh, which that puts them at risk for a multitude of other things. And I saw a problem and I wanted to solve it.
0: I love that. Nurses, we are definitely pro- um, problem solvers. Uh, you're spending a lot of time with the patients. And as you mentioned, you identified a problem and you came up with a, a solution. If I may ask, because, you know, nurses, we're we we we're innovators. We we can jerry rig just about anything at the bedside, I have to say. And, and so- that's the invention. That is the invention. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about you identified a problem, and then, but how did you get to actually creating the product and you know creating your prototypes and things? Because I think that is a, a place where nurses get stuck a lot. They have an idea, but they're not absolutely how to do the next step.
1: Absolutely, and and the next step is exactly where we need to focus. When you're going to do something as as impacting as inventing a product, sometimes we look at the journey and we say, oh, it's a thousand. You know, paces ahead. I don't want to take a thousand paces, but you don't. All you have to do is take one. And what it was for me, uh, and I I go into detail in my new book that's getting released in the first week of February called Let It Flow uh, A Nurse's Journey of Entrepreneurship. It's important to realize that you have to draw it and label it, you know, diagram it, and really get an understanding yourself on what the benefits are and what the problem is that you're going to solve you know, as, as the saying goes, you want to explain it like you're explaining it to a five-year-old. That's what the 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 benefit of making the drawings. For Cathware. I did different angles of it. Uh, once I had a vision in the operating room when a patient was getting on the procedure table, that had a leg bag um, attached to his thigh. So it's important to get diagrams of it. And most importantly, I believe when you're able to build a prototype, it gives it a higher level of success. So uh, for me, I went to Walmart, I bought some long underwear, went to the arts and crafts store, bought some materials, some Velcro. Uh, my stepmother is a seamstress. She was making us uh, samples at the kitchen table for, for quite some time as we were putting it on patients and really getting some some feedback on what to do and what not to do. I wanted to design it so that it encompassed all the drains. So once I was able to get the drawings and get the prototype, I knew that I was already on the right path to success.
0: Okay. It sounds like, so you you based truly homegrown with mm-hmm. you know, you're going to the the Walmart and you're including family, the seamstress to kind of um, build this thing together. But may I ask the patients that had leg bags? Okay, so you were taking care of patients. You could see that there was a need. You can mm-hmm. see that they, you know, perhaps patients wanted to wear different things, but they had this device that they wanted to conceal. So they can have more of a normal life can you tell us a little bit about how you maybe collaborated with um, that population of patients or those the positions in that field to kind of get buy-in because you had this great idea but once you had this prototype how did you test it out per se who was you who were your test clients
1: uh, that was very difficult and also finding a manufacturer was very very difficult So once I was able to build it, we entered into an invention contest and we won first place and we won fan favorite. We got a standing ovation uh, at the Merrimack Valley Sandbox, which was a a local inventor's contest. From there, we had no idea what we were gonna do. We we ended up obtaining a patent for before the contest. We didn't know how we were gonna start presenting it to people. And what I did was we just started um, going into groups online, and looking up urinary incontinence groups, also patients that were uh, coming into my department, uh, I would connect with them outside of the department and offer them a solution. Um, they would give me some feedback for on you know on, on the pros and cons of the design. So it wasn't as easy as I have a product and now I'm gonna give it to a whole bunch of people. It was, you know, as I think back, it's not clear even how we got in front of these patients, but we were getting. Patients that were coming to us that we were finding in in, uh, social groups and things like that and then presenting them with really the best option that's on the market right now uh, that can be found at cathware.com and I would never try to disparage somebody else's invention because I believe they're all unique in themselves. Yet at the same time, you can tell that cathware was invented by a nurse. Out of all the products in our category, we're the only one that's invented by a nurse. And if you look at it, it encompasses all the drains. So it's uh, nephrostomy drains coming out of the kidney, uh, biliary drains for pancreatic cancer coming out of the liver, uh, suprapubic drains, and also drains coming out of the normal urinary tract. Some of the other competitors, it looks like they were invented by either a caregiver or the patient themselves solving one problem. But with Cathware, we wanted to solve all of the problems. And that's the benefit of having nurses innovate, moving things forward, because we're able to see everything from different angles to really give the patient and the product the highest chance of success.
0: That sounds amazing because, you know, with nursing, there's de- it's definitely, uh, there's an art to it, but there's a science to it. So it sounds right. like you're able to marry those two and come up with a product that met the needs of the various types of patients that only a nurse would probably encounter in yeah. his or her experience.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and you know, one, one thing that's very interesting too is on Amazon, we've been selling on Amazon for about a year and a half and we have a four and a half star rating. That is very, very difficult to maintain uh, such a high uh, patient satisfaction rate because as we all know, when you have a bad product, Amazon will surely let you know. But also if you have a good product, Amazon will surely let you know. And on Google, we have a five-star rating in uh, over a year and a half. And it's from doctors, nurses, uh, caregivers, and most importantly, the patients themselves.
0: That's amazing. And you guys, I just want to say patient satisfaction scores, look, they carry inside of the hospital and outside of the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> entrepreneurship. Now, oh gosh, I have so many questions because this is exciting, I have to say. Um, but if you, you. Could, if you could just give us an idea of the time frame. Uh, from when you first identified the problem to, like, you know what, I think my patients could be better suited with this type of device. From that initial time where you, the light bulb went off in your head, till the time you were actually able to uh, create something and allow someone else to wear and try this, what was the time frame of that? How long did that take?
1: That's a great question, and that's exactly why I wrote my book, Let It Flow, because I believe there's a misconception. When you're starting to, to, you know, essentially innovate or invent a product to really impact healthcare, you can't put a time frame on it. So I got the vision in the operating room in 2012, patented and uh, obtained the patent fully owned in 2013. And we just started selling a year and a half ago. So that was a, if somebody would have told me in 2012 that it would be 2021 and I wouldn't even have any money from a profit for myself to buy a coffee, I wouldn't have believed it. I would have said, oh, by 2021, I'm going to be a multimillionaire. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, so it's certainly a long, long journey to, and, and you have to keep taking it one step at a time. And to, but to answer your question directly, I believe it was about maybe three years after God gave me the vision in the operating room. That we were able to give a patient the first uh, unit, and that patient, we're still in contact with them, and we always send them, uh, we always send him, uh, free units as we continue to evolve and make it better and better.
0: Good. I'm so glad that you didn't give up, because I think you know, for one thing, it's just hard to get through nursing school, (laughs) let alone
1: very, very
0: nurse. But then to you know be practicing as a nurse and kind of have this world of issues and problems that I'm trying to help take care of, I I probably see a lot of things or I would say, you know, I wish there was something that could do this. I wish there was something that could do that. We say that a lot. We do say that a lot. And I think we can sometimes get overwhelmed uh, with it, but we've seen that nurses are very innovative. So for example, take yourself. Um, we know that nurses were the first to put crash carts together. Um, a more recent device that I think that some people are familiar with are, um, is the Pierwick device. It's external urinary catheter for females. These might seem like just simple little things, but they are game changers.
1: Absolutely, and this is what I mean about nurses having one mindset, right? Like exactly what you just said. Um, it's one in one of the first couple of chapters of my new book coming out in the first week of February uh, called Let It Flow, and it's exactly that. It doesn't matter that your invention is not the the cure for cancer, but your invention is going to solve one problem. And if every nurse invents something that solves one problem, we will be able to cover all areas of the patient's plight. And certainly for me, I had to deal with that as well and deal with some imposter syndrome that I think everybody goes through, whether we identify it or not. And again, I speak about that in the book about dealing with rejection expectations and, and how to manage those, You know, for me, I used to say, like, oh, you know, it's just kind of an underwear. Like, you know, should I really go through? But you know what? It's not just an underwear to patients that we've met that I've spoken to on the phone that said, I haven't gone to the beach in 12 years because they didn't have bilateral nephrostomy tubes. They didn't want the bags to be exposed so they wouldn't wear shorts. And they didn't want to go to the beach in sweatpants to look uh, weird in 90, you know, 100 degree weather wearing sweatpants. And that's, the beauty of when nurses innovate is that we're really honing in like a like a long-range uh, military sniper right at the key plight of the patient. And, and it can't go unnoticed. And it can't also be about money. It has to be about the patient. And sometimes we sit back and we say, well, you know, how much money is this going to make me? But what if it made you a billion dollars, but patients you know, weren't, weren't, lives weren't being impacted or, or it's never about the money. It's always about the patient. It's always about the passion and it's always about the journey.
0: Definitely. That is so well said. And I have, I can only imagine that the patients who are now using your devices, how, how much you've changed their lives. How much, I mean, the example you gave of the person who's now able to go to the beach, because nurses, if I can just bring, I guess, bring it back to our language. If we think of our care plans, disturbed body image, right? That's People good. People very self-conscious about how they look and how, and that influences how they feel, how they feel influences their behavior and lifestyle and whether they'll be adherent to a particular treatment or not. And so you can imagine if someone... I I don't know for sure that someone would do this, but if someone was really wanted to go out, but let's say, you know, Brian hadn't created these wonderful devices, m- maybe they might alter their u- urinary or their drainage device, which could compromise things. But Brian has made this possible and realistic for them to really now have a quality of life. And Brian, I think that is really what it boils down to. You were saying it's not about the money, it's about the quality of life for the patients. Because nurses, we take care of patients. Yes. So you're so still serving our patients at the bedside, but in a different method, in a different capacity, which I have to say, I'm very proud to see because we don't learn this in nursing school, Brian.
1: I know that's, again, that again, that's something else I talk about in, in my book, Let It Flow, because I'm always, I didn't know. And to be honest with you, when I invented it, I showed it to a friend of mine that we were in nursing school together. We were friends before nursing school. And him and his girlfriend added some features to Cathware. And then that challenged me. And I started adding other features to Cathware, really just bouncing it back and forth uh, to get to where we are now. You know, and it's 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 what I, I thought I was the only nurse inventor on the planet. And then I got into LinkedIn. And when I got into LinkedIn, I found... Oh, it was so many nurses that were doing so many things. And I didn't even know that I was a big fish in a little pond until I got on LinkedIn. And I realized now that I'm a little fish in a big pond, which is where we all should strive to be. Because I've met so many people that have helped me, that have come in and just pushed me along or opened the door for me or maybe cut some red tape for me. Because we're a body, the nurse, nurses, the nursing profession we're a body, you know, and one part is not greater than the other part. And I've gotten so much help and all the nurses know that will be watching this, that have helped me. You know who you are and, and all I can do is pay it forward.
0: Absolutely. And it sounds like you're doing that in your book, Let It Flow. It sounds like, and, I, and it hasn't been released yet. It's first week of February. So we're okay. all going very excited. I mean, guys, we are going to share links where you can go to and find out more information and buy um, Brian's book, Let It Flow. But Brian, I mean, you are a nurse, but you are also an entrepreneur. So, and I'm, I'm, and nurses out there, you know, many of us have that in, inner entrepreneur that is waiting to get out. And some of you, you've dabbled a little bit, you've been looking. So as you mentioned, you went on LinkedIn and you saw a whole community of nurses. So I'm hoping that your interview, Brian, is going to inspire people to take that next step in your nursing career. Because I think, uh, and I love being nurse, a nurse, right? But I think, in the most traditional sense, we kind of have this career ladder, like, oh, I'm going to be a preceptor, I'm going to be a charge nurse, I'm going to be assistant. I no, I'm but it, you know, and I and I'm gonna let you elaborate, but I just I just want to say my two cents here is it is okay to color outside the lines, guys. Because we collectively as nurses, if we all took as Brian mentioned, I'm just taking your words, Brian, if we all took one problem that our patients experience, I think we could almost solve world hunger. I think we could. Just about. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about your book that's coming, Let It Flow. Give us a little bit of, um, can you give us some spoilers a little bit? Sure, so sure. Excited about um, it. This,
1: sure, absolutely. There's two things that I really want to mention that I believe are going to be two things that you should take away from this interview. And it was when I quit and it was how to deal with the the uh, reality of money when you're starting a project. So my first invention is not calfware, That's actually my second invention. My first invention, I made one of the most horrible mistakes, and this is how I open up the book. Because unfortunately, we identify with each other more often through failure than we do through successes. So it's important to be transparent. I believe that the more transparent you are, the more effective of a leader you're going to to be able to to be. With my first invention, our two-month-old son at the time, he couldn't breathe. His nasal passage was significantly blocked. And at two months old, it just sounded like he just needed to blow his nose. So we actually thought that he was going to die in the middle of the night, like he was going to stop sleeping. And we kept waking up in the middle of the night and just trying to turn him and this and that and humidifier and blah, blah, blah. That suction device that they give you in the maternity ward, it wasn't the suction wasn't strong enough. So what we did, what I did was I went into the operating room. And I grabbed a piece of uh, a yank hour, which is the, the like a suction device used during procedures. And I cut a long piece of tubing off of the wall, went home. And I put one side of the um, tube on his nose and pinched the other side. And I would suck the mucus out. But I cut the tubing really long so that the mucus would stay stuck inside of the tubing and not go in my mouth for obvious reasons. And pun intended, he was able to sleep like a baby. So then I would rinse it out with saline. And then I just use it every night. So I said, oh, maybe I should put a motor on the end of this and then kind of have a suction device. I made rule number one about inventing is don't ask people and don't seek um, uh, uh, for value outside because of, of the invention, because you're the one that has the Ph.D. for that invention. You're the expert. You know the problem that it solves. But I was in a different space in my mind at that time. So I started asking people, what do you think? What do you think? And they're like, oh, it's stupid. Oh, it's never going to get patented. I spoke to his pediatrician who said to me, oh, it goes in the brain. And anytime you're dealing close to the brain. And in my head, I'm saying, no, 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 no. But it, it has a bulb and it doesn't even go inside the nose. She really discouraged me. She said it was thousands and thousands of dollars for a patent. The FDA would never approve it. And I believe about a year or two years after I had that conversation with the doctor, one of the people that told me that it, that it was a stupid idea sent a picture of it to me. It's being sold at Walmart and at Target worldwide. There's different variations of it now. And I quit. And that's what made me write the book, Let It Flow, because you have to just let it flow and just go. The other thing is money. Everyone always says, "I don't." Uh, there's uh, how do I start without money? You would be surprised at how many people want to invent, uh, want to invest in nurses. How many people want to invest in a nurse with an idea? We're the number one trusted profession, going on almost 20 years. There's value in that. So when a nurse says, "I know that this works," people believe it. People will invest into your idea. There's government programs where you can get money. There's accelerator programs. There's invention contests that you can use to get yourself along. And for me, we were doing it for a couple of years with our paychecks. I mean, we were splitting it down to the penny. If it was $12.20, you know, whatever the the math is, $6.10 a piece uh, for me and my my business partner, Hector Arcee. And then I started building a team via the weaknesses that I had. I'm not good at um, business. I don't have a business mind at all. I don't even know how to spell business plan. But my childhood friend, Edwin Alvarez, has his master's degree in business. So he came and took Cathware that was sitting on the shelf because I didn't understand the business world. And he made it into an international company. He's half the brain. I'm the other half of the brain. We work together. As far as the online marketing, I hired another childhood friend who has a he's a genius for online marketing. I couldn't do those things. You don't have to do it alone. So many nurses opened doors for me. So many people came to jump in on the journey. We have private investors, you know, seed funding, debt funding. So don't quit, and the money will show up.
0: Wow, that is amazing. I'm so glad. I'm actually getting excited here because I had a couple <laughs> ideas. I had a couple ideas too, um, and I know. Uh, but you're right; people do get hung up on the money. But you said something that just that struck a nerve into me in a good way. You said international company. You guys, healthcare, these medical problems, these things that the problems and the the needs that Brian and Cathaway are meeting are international needs. So
1: that's a great point.
0: You have to think think big. I know it's like, oh, it's just me, it's just my idea. But it's, it's don't not. let the naysayers, don't let the naysayers, because and I've learned this, it's your dream people aren't going to understand or get your dream because it didn't come to them. It came to you. (laughs) You got to read my
1: book. You're literally saying the same exact things that I say. Amazing. It's true. You were the one that was given the vision. So you have to be the catalyst behind the vision. You know, nobody outworks me in my own projects. However, I need help to keep working. It's a symbiotic relationship. So once you start and, and you are the catalyst of the project, then other people will be the catalyst as well. Other people come and push the whole journey forward. It's similar to somebody pushing a car that's been broken down. It's always heavy when you push it by yourself. A couple of people see you in traffic, they come in, they help you. Next thing you know, the car is in second gear. If you've never had a car broken down, then maybe you don't know what, what I'm talking about.
0: Well, but you know what? You're right. And then people people help you that you sometimes don't even expect to help you. They come out of nowhere and say, oh, can you I help you? surprised. I've had plenty of flat tires and someone says, oh, look, can I help you? Well, that's just a heaven sent to help me get Mm -hmm. things along. And I think those people Mm -hmm. will come up. So, Brian, your book, Let It Flow. So when I heard the title, I thought it was going to be more about um, the Cathware project. But it sounds like more of a business entrepreneurship book that will be beneficial to nurses Mm -hmm. interested in kind of getting that idea going. Am I right with that?
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And it was a play on words. Um, with Cathware and Flow, yeah. and you know, so I was just trying to trying to get creative. You and- know, and even and even the book itself is 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 pushing something forward and stepping out in faith that it's going to help because as nurses we tend to be emotionally driven, and in the business world that is a, a nail in the coffin. And I had so many pitfalls because I was trying to lead with my emotions. In a, it was like I was trying to lead you know, being an apple in a world full of oranges, it didn't match. And I struggled a lot thinking that, you know, everybody was like happy-go-lucky and and, and we're all about patient care. And you know what? It's not in the business world. It's more numbers driven. And I had to really be able to switch my mind and look at it from a numbers perspective, not because, you know, business-minded people are necessarily, uh, don't, uh, don't have emotion or things like that, but it's, you need the numbers to go up in order for the the vision to to stay alive, in order for the, to continue to reach patients. So I I made a lot of mistakes and I'm very transparent in the book, you know, and I want other people to pick up on those things so that when they get into this position, because I believe there's a lot of nursing ventures that are going to start coming out of the woodworks. And that's why Let It Flow is really going to help by people can say, wow, I know what Brian means or "Oh, that happened to me too. And push that forward so much, you know, especially with social media, we kind of put the the story out that we want of ourselves. It's like a digital shield, you know, but get rid of all that stuff and let us know where you failed because that's where we really identify with each other is at that failure level and what you did to overcome it. That's how you really help people.
0: Disregard the highlight reel. And I like to think of when I've failed as lessons. And as long as I fail forward, I'm still moving forward. I'm still moving forward and I think that's the, the bottom line. But Brian, I think you've been so helpful and inspiring to and I'm just gonna go ahead and use the nurse example. You know, you usually have one manager and then you know, nurses working the floor. Now it's an opportunity for the bedside nurse to be kind of their own manager with their own project and their own idea and develop products. I think that's something that nurses we have to rewire our thinking because we don't necessarily think of ourselves as just caregivers we only give, we give care, which we do, but you, it's possible for you to provide care through the development of a product or a service, which is what you did with Cathware, is what you're doing with your book. Um, That's another product. And um, I really hope that the nurses are watching this will, you know, take that idea that they've kind of had tucked away because it's not been kind of customary in nursing. That's not how we're kind of, groomed in this profession. But hey, the pandemic, when everyone got shut down at home, everybody's creative juices started going because you know even outside of nursing, it's like, how am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do? Well, what are you passionate about? How can you turn that around? So Brian, I think that your book is going to be a great catalyst and almost serve like as a security blanket for nurses who are trying to get through their own journey of entrepreneurship.
1: If I can do it, you can do it.
0: Oh my gosh. This has been an amazing interview. Okay. So guys, I'm really, I'm just, I'm a little excited. I actually have some ideas in my head. I'm not going to tell them right now. Cause I don't want any naysayers.
1: That's <laughs> right.
0: Parade. So Brian, I mean, I really have to commend you. I mean, you're, you're a nurse. You've also served in our armed forces. So you're a veteran. Thank you for your service. And really, I mean, you've taken, the care that you provide in the OR and with that population of patients and pivoted into a product that has changed lives internationally. Now you're writing a book. Now, hopefully you're going to usher hundreds of thousands of other nurses and their mm-hmm. entrepreneurship role. That's when do we buy goal. your book, you know, nursing school, you need the book. You got to have your mentor. You we got to have your, right. hobby, your tabs. That's
1: right. That's all. Well, we and then, And you you brought up an interesting point. They they never taught us in nursing school that we could get away from the bedside. They never taught us what a business plan is or how to invent something, not even in passing, right, or or how to team up uh, with people in the business world. We never were taught any of that. So that's why I never realized that there were other nurse inventors out there. So it's, it's important for all of us to know that there is more out there for us.
0: Yes. And it's not silly, guys. Please don't ever think that your idea is silly. No one's going to like it or, you know, because you if you've identified a problem, you want to be a solution. So be that solution. And in fact, I want to commend people who've come up with if what you might some might think is a far fetched idea because that's what's missing. It that's seems right. far fetched because no one's done it yet. So right. you be the first to do it. You'll be the first to do it. And we're going to, and then you can contact Brian to be kind of your mentor in this entrepreneurship business yes, world.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Reach out to us on our website at cathware.com. Um, if there are any urology nurses that want to get in contact with us, uh, we'd be uh, glad to send you some free samples, any hepatobiliary nurses as well with patients with drains. Uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn and let it flow will be sold on Amazon. Uh, hopefully in the next two weeks.
0: Yes, we are very, I mean, very excited about that. And if I can even extend his invitation, I, mean, I think the wound and ostomy nurses, they say yes. so many different things too. Don't leave out the wound and ostomy mm-hmm. nurses. I know, I know. They see <laughs> all kinds of drains because usually it's a problem around the skin around the drain. So it sounds like your advice may be prevent, be good at uh, preventing the issues. Yes, ma'am. So yes, um, ma'am. yes,
1: ma'am. And you know, in us as nurses, it's important that when we see innovation, we have an obligation to push it forward. So if, you see a patient that um, has a leg bag and you know that cathware exists and you don't present it to them, in a sense, we're doing a disservice to them because our job is to bring the latest innovations and devices to patients to make their life uh, have improved quality.
0: Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.